Hi, I'm Beverly, and welcome to the Make Fashion Better podcast. During this series, I'll be discussing the tips, tricks, and lessons learned after over 15 years in the luxury fashion industry, and how you can implement these in your own business to build a profitable, scalable, and most importantly, value-driven brand that puts people and planet at the forefront. You can join me as I learn more about the challenges surrounding sustainability and ethics in our industry, and what we can all do to take more responsibility for the part we play. So, let's get stuck in. Hello and welcome back to Make Fashion Better. It's really good to be back recording a new episode today. I've had a little bit of an unexpected break, but I'm back with a new mic setup, so hopefully this is sounding clearer for you. And a new schedule, so hopefully I can also keep up with getting these episodes out to you on a regular basis, which I'm really looking forward to. So anyway, let's get on with today's episode. And our subject for today is a bit of a meaty one. Today I'm going to run through a bit of a summary of it, and then there'll be some other episodes which kind of link into it and break it down a bit further coming up over the next few weeks. So our subject for today is... What is PLM? Now, this is an acronym that I know not everybody in the industry uses or is particularly aware of. It depends where you've come from and what sort of business you've been involved in, I guess. But PLM basically stands for Product Lifecycle Management. So the first thing I want to do is break that down into two parts. The first being Product Lifecycle So product lifecycle is just a term that is used to encompass every stage that a product goes through to take it from initial design through to end of use. And then the second part of the phrase is management and that is simply how you control that process. So before I get into talking through those different stages, I want to put in a little caveat here and that is that within the industry there are different views on what PLM actually consists of. So for some, probably more those businesses that work with a bulk production kind of model, like a fast fashion approach where you are working through collections on a continuous basis at quite a fast pace. A lot of those kind of businesses would actually consider PLM to only be all of the processes that get you to the stage of having a fully signed off sample ready for it to be produced. So that would be design, product development, sampling, up to the point where you've got a signed off sample. And then it would be handed over to production and um, logistics. And that is what you, I guess you would consider kind of pure PLM. So there are PLM systems out there that deal only with that part of the process. However, the way that I've always considered PLM to be and this comes much more from working in small businesses where potentially you have one person who is looking after the product throughout its journey. PLM to me is every single stage that a product goes through. So all of those things that we've just talked about, so the design etc right through production to delivery to clients and now more than ever before PLM also needs to cover everything that happens after you have delivered it. So that includes any aftercare service that you offer that relates to the product. It may also include things like take back schemes. If you've 
added an element of circularity into your business. It's what happens to that garment after it's been delivered to a customer and ways that it might come back. So as I said, it could be a take back service. It could be a repair service. And it should also include what happens to that garment at end of life. So have you considered whether it can be recycled or what needs to happen to it at the point where it's no longer usable? So that's just my kind of caveat in terms of different definitions of PLM and what we're going to be talking about today and the, and the thing that I always try to focus on is that full journey from start to finish. So if I'm talking about PLM, it's covering all of those different things. So let's move on then to talk about what stages are actually included in PLM, which we've obviously just mentioned really quickly, but let's go through them. So the first is design. So your designers who are creating the collection, so that could be you, you could have another designer in-house that's doing that, or even a team of designers for a bigger business. They are creating that first stage in your PLM journey. So they are creating the first designs and then placing that into the next stage, which is your range plan. So working out how all of those designs fit together as a commercially viable collection. Moving on from there, you're into areas like pattern cutting so you might have a pattern cutter in house who is doing that for you or you might be using a freelance pattern cutter so they become part of your PLM journey. Twirling is the next stage so doing your first prototypes of a garment and then obviously that moves steadily into sampling and also product development so those two areas tend to run side by side and they inform each other so you would have your first samples where you look at the garments for the first time in the real fabrics and you potentially correct fit do some tweaks and maybe you would change finishes and fabrics and then move into your second round of sampling where you're finalizing those garments ensuring that they fit perfectly from a commercial standpoint and meet up to your standards of sizing etc and that is all part of that product development journey of making sure that you have the right fabrics the right trims that everything is compliant as it should be that the fit is correct all of those different things once you've completed your sampling and product development you would sign off your samples and they would then move into production so that's the next stage of PLM is your production and that's obviously quite a huge part of PLM production can work in different ways for different businesses so if you produce in bulk then you will obviously move directly from having your samples developed into producing them immediately ready for them to hit the shop floor however if you work on something like a pre-order or a make to order model there will be a gap between that sort of sampling and product development and then production because you will have gone to sale between those stages and then production will happen once you know what you need to make which something that I'm a huge advocate of and I will talk about in a separate episode in detail. And then obviously when you're in production, you need to think about things like grading. So that is another stage of your PLM, having your patterns graded, deciding on your um, sizing schedules. Another key stage that will fall sort of within and towards the end of production is QC. And that's something that really needs to be factored into your PLM making sure that you are checking into the quality of garments throughout production and before delivery to customer to make sure that everything is as it should be, it's consistent, it's compliant um, and that you're ready to deliver those goods. And then obviously you naturally will move into logistics and shipping, moving your goods around and delivering them to the shop floor or the end client. 
Now, beyond that, as I said, it's really important now more than ever with the changes that need to come about within the fashion industry. When you're thinking of PLM, the journey doesn't stop there. The journey doesn't stop at delivery. You need to think about what happens beyond that. So is there an element of circularity within your product life cycle? Do you have a take back or a resale scheme that you were running? How does that run? What does it look like? What's involved in that as a process? You potentially have reprocessing, for instance, that you would need to factor into your PLM. So how those goods come back into your business, how they are processed and resold if that's what happens to them. You might have a repair scheme. So again, it's the logistics of working out how those things come in and out of your business to be repaired. Another might be upcycling. So if you have a take-back scheme, it might be that you rework garments to reduce the waste further. So you need to work out a production schedule that works for upcycling and returning those goods for sale. Recycling and disposal are the other two that you need to think about. Can your garment, has your garment been made in a way where it can be recycled? How will it be disposed of? What's the most eco-friendly? I don't like to use that term, but what is the most eco-friendly way that you can dispose of those garments? So if you think about that as a as a whole, which I that's the idea of this episode, is to get you to think about product lifecycle as an entire subject. When you were at that initial stage of designing and going through your product development, are you considering the end of life? So are you considering how it will be disposed of? whether or not it can be recycled or upcycled or any of those things. So to give a couple of examples of that, if you're producing goods and you want your customer to be able to dye them so they look different and wear them again, have you thought about the fabrics that you were using, whether or not they're dyeable? Have you thought about the thread that's being used? That's a common one, that people will expect goods to be dyeable, but actually the thread very, very often is man-made composition and therefore won't dye, even if the dress is cotton or silk. So all of those things need to go into those initial stages of design and development to ensure that you are setting up your product well for those later stages of PLM. So that is your product life cycle. And there are probably other things that I've kind of missed out of there that, you know, particular businesses might do. But essentially, those are all of the different stages that you would need to go through. So design, range planning, pattern cutting, twirling or prototyping, sampling, product development, production, grading, QC, logistics and shipping, delivery to shop floor or end customer, take back or resale schemes, reprocessing involved with that, repair schemes, upcycling schemes, recycling and disposal. So moving on from what the life cycle actually looks like, let's talk a bit about the management of it and what's involved in that. So essentially, managing your product life cycle is about working out how you link together each stage to ensure that it's a smooth and efficient journey. So you can think about this like, essentially, it's your critical path. So You are laying out each stage and working out how you move products from one section to the next section to create a journey. Basically, what we're talking about is that you need some kind of system. So that can range anywhere from pen and paper to an almost 
fully automated system that pretty much you put in a bit of data and it runs itself. So there are different options that would be the right ones for different kinds of businesses. So for example, if you were a really small bespoke producer of goods, your systems are going to differ and your needs are going to differ to those who are a high volume bulk production business. And the other thing to consider when you're thinking about the management of your product lifecycle is that it touches a lot of outside organisations potentially. So it could be that your pattern cutter is a freelancer. So that's somebody that needs to come in and form a part of your PLM. Your manufacturers are likely to be outside organisations as are your suppliers, your fabric suppliers, trim suppliers, packaging suppliers. Your warehouse will probably in most cases be a separate organisation. So there are a lot of moving parts and that means that there needs to be a lot of trust in your supply chain. It's really important to build really good relationships in your supply chain to make sure that your PLM operates really, really efficiently. And if you think about all of those different stages, in different businesses, it could be that that is one person's role. So that could be your role. If you're an owner founder of a business and you're quite early on in your journey, you could be the one person that is responsible for making sure that all of these stages happen. As you get bigger, you'll probably find that you start dividing up PLM so that different people are responsible for different parts of it. And that's why having PLM under control and really well organised is so important. So let's talk about a few of those reasons why it's really important and what it might do for your business. So the first thing that I would say is that good PLM is the key to scalability. Now, again, this is a subject that I will talk about separately Scaling your business, as in growing the amount of product that you create and pump out into the world, shouldn't be your sole focus of your business. However, especially when you're a young business, scalability is really important and you will likely need to scale your business because it's probably quite small at the moment and you will need to grow it in order to make it a viable business. So nailing that PLM is one of the key factors that will make scaling your business to whatever size you want it to be and like I said it's not all about growth it's not all about like creating more but being able to scale and grow your business rides on having good PLM basically having that in place means that you have one system that works when you are producing five things and it will work the same when you're producing 25 things or 100 things. So that's the idea of getting your PLM in place is that you have those systems to make sure that you can easily create more without having to completely reimagine your business and how it works. So the next reason why it's really important is traceability. So this is something that you might be considering at the moment or to be honest at some point in the not too distant future you will have to as new regulations come into the industry and it will start changing the landscape of apparel production. So it's essential that you at some point have a system that offers good traceability so you can see where all of the different parts of any garment that you're creating have come from, you have all of the information to back that up, you're able to easily pull together that information. And at the moment, as I said, there are new regulations that will be coming in over the next few years that means that this is important for everybody, but particularly if you want to be taken seriously as a business who have sustainability as a core value, you need to be thinking about how you justify any claims that you make 
that all leads back to traceability. You need to be able to show where those products have come from. You need to be able to back up claims that you're making about sustainability with actual facts and figures. So again, having good PLM basically means that you are keeping track of all the information that you need to to create a garment as that means you can automatically build traceability into your products. The next reason that I would give is compliance and quality assurance. So if you have a good system where you are recording all of your information, every product is going through all of these different stages, you're monitoring it as it goes along, you're not skipping things out because you've run out of time or because you don't understand how to do it or it's just too time consuming to do it because you don't have a good system, that means that you will automatically have better consistency of goods, you'll have better quality because you know what to look out for, you're avoiding a lot of potential mistakes and also in terms of compliance and this sort of leads back to that traceability point as well. You will have all of that information to hand to make it really easy to comply with any regulations or any self-imposed metrics that you have in terms of quality and continuity of goods. And the next thing that I will point out is that having good PLM will make your business more efficient, it will save you time and it will save you money. Any level of standardisation can help you on this front. And that is exactly what PLM is. Having good control of your PLM means that you are standardising your practices. So it makes it easy to do it again the next time. It means that you don't have to relearn and reevaluate and reinvent those processes every time you want to produce a new collection. It also means that anybody new coming into your business can just pick it up and take over. So if you have a system, if you just think about it in really simple terms, if you have a system where every stage that you've been through is written down, every piece of information that you have found that is connected to producing your goods has been written down and recorded, whether that's on paper or if it's in a PLM software or in an Excel spreadsheet, wherever it is, if it's all there, When you get somebody new come into your business, whether they're replacing a previous member of staff or if they're a new hire that's taking over part of that job from you, all of the information is there for them to look at, learn from and then start working from. So you save yourself a lot of time retraining people, teaching them about things that are in your head or potentially that you have to work out again for a second time if you didn't write it down the first time. And that automatically saves you money because it means that you're not paying out for people to learn things or work things out for themselves because you already have it sorted. And the last point that I want to make about why good PLM is so important is all about being able to analyse what you do. So this isn't like the most fun or exciting part of creating fashion but it's a really important one because without this it's very difficult to know whether you have a viable business and it's very difficult to know how to move forward so having a really good robust PLM system means that you have insights into your costs the profitability of your goods all of those things allow for better future planning they allow for you making improvements in your workflow Because you've already done it, you've recorded every stage, you can see the bits that were difficult, the bits that really worked, and you can consistently 
reassess and improve what you're doing to make it more efficient, to save you money, to save you time, all of those things that we just talked about. But having it there as a system, wherever it is, whether it's digitally or pen and paper, means that you can look back over that data, you can analyse what happened and you can improve. So that really shouldn't be overlooked in terms of the importance of having good, robust PLM systems in place. Okay, so that's all I kind of want to cover today. I just want to talk a little bit about what's involved and why it's really important. So in summary, I guess PLM really is the backbone of any product business. It covers every stage that your product goes through and it's just a way of planning and monitoring your product's entire journey. That's the way that you need to look at it. So if you're setting up your business or you're quite new to it, Don't skip thinking about this in depth. It's the core of everything that you will do. Start here, take away those steps, all of those points that I made earlier about all the different stages of PLM and start thinking through what that will look like for your business. As I said, there are also other stages that you might need to add in depending on your business model. So it's not an exhaustive list of every single thing that could ever be included in PLM, but this is a really good starting point for the fundamentals of it. So please do use that list and I'll put it in the show notes as well and start working through each of those stages and give it a bit of time to think about how that's going to work and how you're going to connect one stage to the next stage and what works as a timeline for that's a really good way to build your critical path is by starting at the end of that journey and working back through it to work out how long you need in your particular circumstance. So again that's really different potentially depending on the size of collection that you're trying to produce the kind of goods you're trying to produce but also the amount of manpower you have so if it's just you and you have limited hours potentially you need to build a bit more contingency into that timeline of your PLM as opposed to somebody who has a dedicated production or product development manager within their company and you know this has been a really interesting subject for me to talk about this is absolutely my specialism the thing that I've spent a long time in industry over 15 years working on so if you have any questions at all or if this is an area that you're really keen to work on in your business then please do reach out you can find me on LinkedIn on Instagram via my website which is beverlysam.com or my email hello at beverlysam.com I'll put all of the links in the show notes again so you can come find me honestly any questions you have always, always happy to help where I can. And the last thing to say is please, please, if you're listening to this podcast and you're enjoying it, we're finding it really useful and you know somebody else in the industry that might also find it useful, please do share it with them. And please don't forget to rate and review me on Apple Podcasts. It means the world, honestly, to see reviews pop up. It's really nice to know that I've been helpful to somebody and it does also help with pushing it out and getting it to new listeners. So I would really, really appreciate that. So I will end there. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've found it useful and interesting learning a bit more about PLM. As I said, there'll be some more episodes linking to this over the next few weeks. But for now, have a great day and I will speak to you again soon.